Hello, and welcome to episode four of Man vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing the key aspects of business metrics. At the end of the podcast, Sean and I are making our personal picks of items that you might find interesting, so stay tuned to the end. With that, let's start the show. So, uh, Sean, we're going to talk about uh, metrics today, and uh, you know, as you know, both uh, you know, we've got metrics that are both high-level metrics and low-level metrics. What I would say, metrics that are strategic-based uh, and metrics that are you know process-based down in the business. So, you know, if you had to talk about the um, strategic-based metrics first, you know, what metrics come to your mind? I think on that level, the metrics are more financial and, and uh, generalized. Yeah. Kind of uh, like, you know, revenue per quarter or profit per quarter. Yeah. Um, on-time delivery, you know, what, what is our percentage of on-time delivery? Well, now, these are, these are key things that customers want to know, and, and, and the business leadership wants to know. Well, what, and, they're, they and they're usually standard stuff that businesses are tracking all the time. Yeah. You know, on-time delivery, like you said. Um, you know, financial metrics, things like that. And, and I don't know if we want to go into the detail of what a business should capture, right. but I think we are wanting to kind of discuss, you know, what are some of the parameters? What are some of the ways of, of performing metric activities? And one of the things that we get into or we've discussed before is uh, things like leading and lagging indicators right. or, or measures, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and, I, and I look, you know, on the notes here, what our... Uh, title is metrics who needs them yeah because you know, people especially the working the working people are like oh my gosh i'm getting measured on you know mm-hmm. this that or the other thing and and just like you brought up there leading lag indicators people shouldn't be worried about getting measured on things that they've got to do outside of their process right what you want to drive is is really like leading indicators to what the the activity has to be that will give you the good outcome that you want Right. Okay. And, and in a business, you know, and it, and it all depends on in a department. What is what is the outcome that you want? If it's an engineering department, the outcome is drawings on time, air free, air free. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. So how do you what do you do? What do you do to make sure that the drawings are error free and on time? So we, we can go down that path. Well, talking. so so that's kind of a definition yeah. of, of of leading indicators and lagging indicators. So most companies measure. Which one? Oh, they measure lagging. Lagging all the time. That's the one I that that's the one I hear about all the time. So examples of lagging indicators are things like on time delivery, mm-hmm. you know, quality errors. But those are after the fact. Right? After the fact. Those, those are after the fact. And and so when you have when you have that um, that that metric that indicator, you don't know what got you there. Okay, so right. maybe maybe we should explain. And I, and I love this example of what it means to be looking at leading indicators and lagging indicators. Okay. All right. So everybody, all, they, they think about losing weight or right? just whether you have to lose weight, you don't want to lose weight. <laughs> losing weight's an easy one that everybody can understand. I love this analogy. I know. Well, it, it's my favorite. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, getting on the scale on Friday morning. Right. And you look at the, at the scale and it, it comes up with a number. 
that is a lagging indicator. Because it's after the fact. You, well, it's, it's Friday morning. You weigh what you weigh. You can't do anything about it. Right. You're done. So what, what did you do to get there? So calorie intake and, mm-hmm. and, and calorie burning, you know, from Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, those, those things you do will drive the result that, that you get the next Friday morning, right? Mm-hmm. So the leading indicator would be, you know, how many calories I burn, um, how many calories I, I take in when I eat my lunch, you know, right. things like that. So, so that same, that same analogy can be made for your business. And I think, I think people, once they, once they would understand that would, I won't say enjoy, but they would, they would more readily accept the fact that I'm doing something that should, should provide a positive outcome at the end of whatever the, the measuring period is. So, so if I'm back to the engineering side or, you know, any, anybody that's creating a document, you, you know, whether you're a office person in a hospital with insurance forms or something like that, okay. you need to, you need to create or, or you need to get through your pile and you figure it out that if you, you know, you do a hundred of them a week, you know, you're going to be in good shape. Well, just doing a hundred of them a week with errors at the end, that's not, that's not the way to go either. Right. So figuring out how do you do the best work that you possibly can, maybe by having automatic information filled in on these sheets, whether it's, whether it's um, fill in boxes that people have to do and they, they can't go forward without, without filling those in if it's electronic, um, which most things are nowadays, mm-hmm. makes, makes life easier, makes the, the, um, Errors less, at least at least the errors like on on that type of work, um, you know, not legible, you know, because it's not legible or something like that. Then you know the person's going to put in their birth date. They can't put in you know month thirteen, you know, because you have it automatically entered. Right. So so um, you know somehow figuring out what the leading indicators are to get the outcome is, I think, the best use of people's time and and brain power because. It is not easy, right? Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, not I was going to say that uh, you know the the lagging indicators is the easy part, and right. I think that's one of the reasons why companies tend to measure those so predominantly mm-hmm. is that uh, uh, they're easy to gather, they're easy to find, they're byproducts of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just sitting there, uh, whereas the the um, leading indicators are much more difficult. Now, in, in your weight analogy, you know. It definitely does make sense that that weighing yourself after the fact is 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 easy to do, but focusing and measuring on exercise and intake of calories is relatively easy. But I'm not sure that part translates so well into into business that people's minds can't necessarily go, oh, since I'm measuring errors on a drawing, well, that's my uh, lagging indicator. How do I find a leading indicator that supports errors on a drawings? They seem to have a hard time making the leap to what can I measure mm-hmm. to help support that. Well, that's where the brain power comes in and the hard part. Mm-hmm. You have to ask those questions. What, why, and how? Like, so if, if there are errors, you know, how are they happening? Why are they happening? Or, you know, is there just too much to do for the resources that you have, which is the case in a lot of places nowadays right. resources are are uh, are at a minimum um i guess one of the one of the examples that i was thinking about moving out of you know the engineering and the drawing side is the outcome the outcome of of a business you know in a quarter would be you know how many jobs we win what right. what is what are what are the bookings 
And so I was thinking that that if you've got if you've got a region with customers in it, and you're selling your product, and the product is competitive with with uh, in cost wise with the other competitors that are in the in the region, why do you get the work? So you got to figure out why would you get the work. One of the things that you might go down the path of is you find out why why the customer is buying from you. The customer might say, well, because you understand what our need is, right? The customer is going to give somebody a purchase order that will fulfill their need for a good a good price or a reason value. They mm-hmm. want to get value. So if if understanding the customer's need is what's driving them to give you a purchase order, you have to ask, okay, why and how? How do you how do you understand their process better? So one of the paths that you know I was just thinking that you go down is is well maybe maybe you provide information to the customer on a regular basis in a region. Um, I know like in the engineering world uh, and I think even in, in the financial world, you, you, you have uh, lunch and learns. Mm-hmm. Actually, you always, you always get yeah. these people, you know, firing, hey, I'll buy you lunch if you listen to my spiel about, you know, investing in some, yeah. uh, some fund or The ones like I that. usually try to run from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you feel, you know, gutsy and you want a free lunch, then, you know, we'll put up with the guy. But you have I, the ability to say no so, afterwards. Yeah, but on the engineering side for us, people do want to hear about the capability of mm-hmm. a supplier. Right. And, and the thing is, when you say you set up a lunch and learn, and you provide your information to the customer, you also get feedback from the customer at that session. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what you do then is take that and you are able to tailor your information back to the customer when there is a proposal that you have, you get to offer on, on, on a request for a quote that they issue, that you can, you can provide a little more detail to the customer on what their need, how their need can be met is what I should say, how right. their need can be met. So if that gives you the edge and you get an order, okay, you've got, a, you've got a leading indicator there of, hey, I'm having lunch and learns. Okay, the lagging indicator is, is hey, I got an order. Now, the thing that uh, you have to remember, though, is you have to get that feedback. You have Somehow to understand, you have to have some sort of loop You have to backwards. understand why, yeah. you know, because, because if, if, you know, the folks in the office think, hey, this might be a good idea, so I'll measure all the salespeople on how many lunch and learns per month or quarter, whatever it is they have, and, and capture how many orders they get. Right. In that process, you also have to have some kind of feedback loop that validates your effort. Right. That, that you, know, you have to ask the customer, hey, why'd you give us this order? Well, you seem to understand what we needed. Did the lunch and learn help? You know, everybody fills in survey sheets, too, and people don't like to fill in survey sheets. But if you do have 50 people at a lunch and learn and you get 10 back, mm-hmm. that's probably a high percentage, and you can understand whether your efforts are reaping rewards. Yeah. So so the leading indicator would, might be, in that case, lunch and learns per region, per salesperson, per quarter or month, whatever you want to look at, and then measure that for a while and see how that goes. Hopefully, you, hopefully it's, it, it, gives you, it gives you direction whether to stay on that path or to move to something different. Yeah, change direction, which you should be willing to, to change direction if, that, if that's the need. Always, always, always. Yeah, yeah okay. nothing, nothing should be hard and fast. You should understand that that you know a metric, a a campaign, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing to get work from your customer. Now I'm looking at it from the the sales side of it. Um, should have a life. Should should morph into something different as you understand more, as you get as you get higher on the understanding curve of what you're doing and the result that it's giving you. Right. You should move into something different, more detail, so that you can gather gather more information and 
be able to have that much more value and power in the in the market that you're serving. So with that said, though, that has a tendency to uh, open the door towards having more and more metrics in your environment. Do you think that there's a scenario where an environment can have too many metrics, where you're trying to measure too many things? Yes, yes. One one way of looking at it is it should be kind of like a kind of like a um, I don't want to say a pyramid because a small pyramid at each level. Okay. Because you have a strategic direction from the organization, from the upper management. At the top, okay? yeah. And so there's a couple. But you should have one, two, maybe three ideas of where you're going to up there. Of where you're going, yeah, what your mission, vision is, and everything like that. So what, right. whatever that mission, vision is, that's driving the organization. You know, okay. recently, and I, and I like it, I think it was uh, Richard Branson saying that, uh, probably saw it on, one of those social media things, right? Yeah. It's not customers that drive your business, it's employees. Yeah. You know, so so I just want to throw that out there because people think, especially in public companies, the only thing that they care about is, you know, revenue, margin, right. you know, uh, earnings per share, things like that, which are, are, are good all out- metrics. <laughs> and they're good outcomes. <laughs> right. But, but what do you do to make sure that those outcomes are good by using and, and leveraging not in a bad way, right. the people that you have in your in your organization. One of the things through this podcast and anything that I talk about now is is the real understanding of the employees and how they are treated and what what benefit they will provide to an organization. Right. So needless to say, when you talk about are there too many metrics, you don't want to burden somebody with capturing all kinds of data. That's right. Especially if nothing's going to be done with the data because then you just irritate people. Right. Right? So Back to my my hierarchy. So there's an upper level um, mission, vision, and set of metrics that have to be taken. Right. Well, then, then you know the next level of business or the next department. Well, how do they support that that vision? It's got to go from the top down. down. It can't go from the bottom up. Right. Because if if you go from the bottom up, then you're going to have somebody saying, "Oh, I'll measure all this stuff," and it might not make a difference to the overall direction of the company right right so you you have to you have to be able to have building blocks that support the ultimate goal and Mm -hmm. and and you hope everybody is on the same page with what that goal is okay in this case here you like to think of uh, non-profits or you know um, organizations that you know benefit the greater good or something like that where yeah here we're here to provide water to you know third world third world countries Yeah. yeah so everybody everybody's going to everybody's going to Support that. How do we do that? How do we do that with equipment? How do we do that with literature? How do we do that with um, gathering funds? Okay, so everybody in those areas are going to generate the metrics that they need to show that that they are doing what they need to to support that mm-hmm. upper level mission. And whether it's for you know some some uh, greater good human humankind activity or it's you know an automaker that's got to generate funds and earnings per share for the investors that are that are out there you know every, everybody should be doing the job that they want to because they've got good leadership and they they uh, produce the work that they're paid for right All right now I'm usually always thinking about metrics in a format that um, tries to change either the business or the culture mm-hmm. or the way a process is done. And most of those metrics are usually in the middle of the business or uh, down in the business somewhere. Uh, they're not necessarily the strategic um, metrics. You would hope that they support the strategic metrics, 
but they are down in the business somewhere. We'll go back to the normal. Uh, hope's not a strategy. Hope so, is not a strategy. So your leadership should make sure that whatever the mm-hmm. operational metrics are mm-hmm. should support what the overall business strategy right. is. But that the uh, the metrics should have a reason. Yes. A reason to exist, mm-hmm. whether it's changing the culture, whether it's improving the way you do business, or even whether you're researching whether the business needs to improve or whether a process needs to improve. Uh, one of the examples I was thinking of earlier is uh, um, having an assembly line with uh, you know a spot welder where you might think that spot welding is having too many errors or it's not you know working well enough. You might have a measure there where you're just measuring defects on a spot welder. Is that bad? I don't think so as long as it has a life expectancy to mm-hmm. it. And that's where I think we get into the discussion of how long should a metric last. And I think there's varying reasons why they should last for short periods of time, like in that case, where you're trying to figure out if you truly have a problem or you need to fix a process, uh, as opposed to you know a metric where you're trying to either drive culture or a metric where you're trying to maintain business. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, we, we've, we've had scenarios where, you know, we've had metrics in place uh, that drive, you know, a certain way of, let's say, doing engineering work. You know, error-free. Well, if you're wanting to keep the error-free on engineering work and you're wanting to keep that going for a long period of time, do you ever stop measuring it? I don't, you know. It should, well, it should, I mean, it should fall out of whatever your process is. So, yeah. so it should it should go back into the the everyday work. There should be maybe another metric that captures whether they're error free or not. Right. You know, because like you said, they they the data that you collect needs to have a a lifespan to it. Because the thing is, if you're collecting like your spot welding example, right. mm-hmm. and you know that you're getting ten or fifteen errors per day, yeah, and that's just not acceptable. Okay, well, once you figure that out, that you've got ten or fifteen per day. Yeah, stop measuring. Stop measuring you, it. You yeah, know you, you know, got a problem. Yeah, you just keep on beating that dead horse. Yeah. So, so the thing is, and what what people want to see from the management team and the leadership of an organization is, all right, well, what are you doing about it? Fine, you've right. been over my shoulder, you know, marking down that that this isn't working. Right. What are you going to do to fix it and to help me? So going back to the the people as the resource in your organization, first of all. You got to make sure that that the person that that's being measured does not take it personally. It's not a a cut on them personally or their ability or anything like focus that. Focus on the process, right? Focus on the process because if it is if it is them, then the first thing you should be doing is giving them training. Sure, right? You should you should be helping them do their job because a little bit of help for them will help the organization in a much greater capacity. Yeah. If they fix you know whatever you perceive to be an issue, so training might be a. a a way of doing that. So make sure that it's not personal for those people and then make sure that their work is, is valued and valued in a way that, Hey, we've got these errors. You found that we have errors. What are you going to do to change them so that they don't come out anymore? You know, I don't, I don't have to deal with them. I don't have to answer questions anymore. And maybe I can produce more, which I might be compensated more for. Okay. Because you know, we've, we've talked about this in the past. You get, you get what you pay for. So when you measure, when you measure people, you're going to get the output that, that they can best generate in order for them to be compensated. Right. In, ge- in general. I, I don't say that that's, that that's the hard and fast rule, but that's something that you always have to keep in mind so that you, you understand and can keep um, the culture 
in such a way that everybody is collaborative mm-hmm. and communicative. Right. You don't want somebody to hide something because they think that they're going to get in trouble or that, you know, they'll be out of a job or something like that if there are errors. Yeah. So you have to you have to keep when you're when you're doing this and you you've got metrics and you're taking measurements, you have to make sure that they are proper and something will be done with them. Right. Hmm. And I do think that on back to my spot welding example, I do think that there might be cases where you might need to measure again after the fact sure. to see if you made a difference. Right. If you did wind up diving in, making a process change, measuring again to see if it actually got better. Right, and, and that's that's back to where, you know, it's not personal with the people because you know what it might it might not have changed anything. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not, you know, their fault. It's not your fault for making the change. You have to do something different if, you know, no. You keep you keep hitting you know you keep hitting the screw and you need a screwdriver but all you have is a hammer. hammer. If you keep hitting it. You have to you have to do something like get a screwdriver. So um, yeah, I think that um, so I think there's there's many reasons in which you would use metrics uh, as to uh, whether you're trying to drive change, trying to drive a, a different culture, trying to you know drive drive a different business strategy, trying to um, you know look at the whole strategic level of the business. Uh, and I think that that's what we were trying to get get at with this podcast was, you know, what what are the different areas that metrics can be used, how those metrics can be gathered. Um, did I don't know if you wanted to say any more about how the metrics could be gathered together. We definitely want to make sure we're gathering them easily. You don't right. want you don't you want, want to burden be, you don't yeah. want to burden somebody. And and yeah. uh, using the tools that you have, mm-hmm. if you've already got you know, an ERP system, yeah. enterprise resource planning system, or a, or a CRM system, yep. customer resource management system, where where there's information, like back to my example of lunch and learns for customers, yep. you know, if that can be set up, you know, in the beginning by your marketing person or sales manager, whatever, so that, that each of the regional people can easily identify lunch and learns, if that's the, if that's the, the leading indicator, if they can identify that, and the data can be then pulled out by somebody who's going to analyze it to see if that's really working or not. Um, you don't want to you don't want to burden you know people, especially people out in the field when they're trying to sell more to more people. Um, you don't want to burden them with you know paperwork and things like that if it can be captured right. uh, more easily. So if you had to summarize uh, metrics in and of themselves. What are what are the most important things that you can think of I'll for leading, metric? leading indicators? I live I live on that. I, w- I would agree with you, yeah. but but it, leading indicator so that everybody knows leading indicators are hard. Yes, and and a lot of people have difficult time trying to figure out what the leading indicators are. There, I think the the key point to leading indicators is try it out, and if it doesn't work, try something else. Exactly. You know, exactly. and and they're usually not easy to gather. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're usually things that uh, are difficult to obtain. They're usually not coming out of an ERP mm-hmm. system uh, or coming off of a spreadsheet or something like that. You know, they're, they're something that you have to kind of go get, kind of like your lunch and learn, where you have to kind of gather up the, right. the information. Right, but the leading way. indicator comes from an idea. And, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the best part about a business that is functional in a culture that is that is strong people can come up with ideas hey if Mm -hmm. we do this the outcome might be beneficial right you talk about it a little bit if if you you all agree that you know what that might work that if we you know did x you know 
why would happen. So you try it for a little while, and you, and you might even have to agree, well, you know what, let's try it for one quarter. Mm-hmm. And, if it, and if after a quarter we see a difference, okay, well, then you know what, maybe we have to noodle on it a little bit harder and figure out, okay, well, what, what's the next level down of what we're doing is getting us that result. Because that's where you want to spend your resources and money mm-hmm. is what is, you know, what is the, the, the smallest thing that you can do if you put money to it that would be leveraged into money or resources or whatever, that, that would be leveraged into a better outcome at the end. So I think you look at these more from a strategic level. I, I think I have a tendency to look at, look at metrics more at the process level just mm-hmm. from my quality background. I think the, the key thing for me is getting people engaged in metrics uh, from the aspect of helping to capture them mm-hmm. and learning to do something with them as opposed to just the quality guy. Yeah. Trying to do all that because yeah. I know that if you can get people engaged in doing that, then the culture starts to change for other aspects and for other reasons. So that's that's kind of what I draw out of mm-hmm. this. No, you're right. You're right. It, it should be it should be all dovetailed and not you know one against the other. Right. You know, operation. The people doing the work shouldn't be or have any animosity towards the people kind of trying to collect data mm-hmm. on it because you know you need to you need to figure out. What's got to be done? Just like your your household finances. Yeah, you have to you have to understand you know what your credit card, your rent, and your gas bill is going to be. Okay, so the leading indicator there is you know <laughs> if it's seventy you know degrees outside, you know don't put on the air conditioner to make it sixty eight, you know, or or if it's if it's fifty outside, you know maybe you want to put on a sweater so that you don't you know turn on the heat and put a check sheet above your thermostat. See how many times you don't do it right. <laughs> See if you can get your wife uh, doing that for you. It's all, it's, it's all, it's all uh, you know, relative mm-hmm. and relevant to uh, life and business. So I think we're coming to the end here. Um, we've got a couple picks that uh, we'd like to end with. Uh, Sean, you want to do yours first? Sure. My okay. my pick is another podcast. Okay. And, and it's a and it's a website. I don't know if I mentioned before that that I like to uh, take pictures. It's a hobby of mine to uh, photograph. Mostly sports, my kids and sports and things like that. But um, this week in photography is a uh, this week in photo is a website and a podcast that uh, that I highly recommend. It's a lot of a lot of fun, and if you do take uh, pictures, there's tons of information. Excellent on the website. So my pick for this week is uh, ASQ. Uh, American Society for Quality, and I have a reason for picking that one. <laughs> um, I did pass my uh, CQPA this uh, this past week. I'm very excited about that. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, but I wanted to give them kudos just on the process of actually doing the whole the whole testing. It's They make it so easy, especially since you're nervous as it is going in there, and you know you're going to have to sit there for four hours. Uh, they make it very simple and Getting logged in, get you seated, making sure you have everything you need mm. to uh, take your test, and trying to remove any of the anxiety. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, so that's it, no fun. <laughs> nothing like nothing like the uh, fundamentals <laughs> exam and the uh, PE exam to become get your license as an engineer. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I don't know about those, but I would imagine it's nothing like that. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. So uh, so no, I just wanted to give uh, ASQ and all the people that donate their time. Mm. Uh, to actually sitting in there and um, you know uh, helping with the testing and logging people in and all very that cool. kind of stuff makes Good. it very nice. Good. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and end. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. 
Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Also, please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. You can also drop us a line from that message page. Again, thank you and enjoy your week. Thank you.